we're going to be in the gospel according to St. John, please find chapter 12. And I'd like to go on record saying a special, Sister Angela, look at me, a special God bless you to your father, Reverend Johnny L. Young. Reverend Young said to me this morning, I came out, the worship team was getting down, man, the spirit was high, I, I always peeked my head out. Your father stopped me and said, Pastor, he said, man, you are sure preaching and teaching God's word. He said, but you're preaching really hard, take it easy. I'm thinking, I'm trying to take it easy, but he won't let me. Some of y'all missed that. Reverend Young said, I hear you, Pastor, I hear you. And I'm thankful to Reverend Young for the blessing, I want to say this, why he's living for the legacy. He has helped hundreds and thousands of people in music ministry. Let's give him a good God bless you. Amen. Appreciate you. Amen. Our green month is a time of new growth, and I pray this year that you've grown a little bit more patient, a little bit more loving, and a little bit more kind. To all of my friends that just joined this broadcast, blessings be unto you, and I, it is my prayer that the Word of God will change your life on this day. For certainly we know that every person on this planet has the opportunity to accept God and to accept His Son. It's very important today, especially in today's climate, in 2022, we always hear about social influencers, where God has called all of us to be an influencer. And if you're watching this message, and I encourage everyone in the sanctuary, if you really want to be an influencer, share the word of God. Say amen. It's amazing to me how we can share posts. Everybody quiet? How we can tag each other on Instagram, but you can't tag the Word of God. Thank you, whoever clapped in the back. You're not going, nobody's asking. God is not asking, but if God tell you, do what he says. But nobody's going door to door asking somebody, do you know God? Do you know Jesus? But you can use your social media to help spread the good news. Say amen. You ought to want to grow to the point, especially this month, grow to the point that it doesn't bother me at all what you think about me. Because you need to be, some people, you need to get delivered, not from the devil. Deliver me from the devil. The devil's not your biggest problem. Ah, God needs to deliver me from my friends. Your friends, that's not your biggest problem. Some people need to be delivered from themselves. God wants your light to shine. And you have to grow to the point that it doesn't matter what people think of me. I'm going to let my light shine for God. Here at Emmanuel Church. I love it, man. God gave me this years ago about our green bracelets. Anybody got them on? Let's see them. Green necklace, green bracelets. Hold it up, please. I'm going somewhere. Amen. Bless you, bless you, bless you. We've given out over 400 green necklaces. 
And don't you know you can influence somebody just by wearing your green necklace? Take my glasses off. But it's not right to put your green necklace on Sunday when you know you come into church. And then tomorrow morning when it's time to go to work or time to go to school, you... I don't want nobody to know. I don't want nobody to ask me why am I, I, I? I'm begging people, please ask me why I'm wearing this green bracelet. I want to tell you, I want to grow. Some people don't want to grow. That's why they own the yo-yo. If you have this, don't be ashamed when God gives you something to influence somebody else. Because the Bible says God takes little things, simple things, and blesses in an abundant way. Say amen. We see the world's influence is strong. Amen. We see the world advertises everything. But the world is always reaching and searching for the next best thing. How many of you ever heard of American Idol? American Idol is always looking for what? The next best thing. Well, I want the world to know, if you want to get the best thing, you want to make the best decision you've ever made, now maybe you made a good decision when you married your husband. I heard one amen. Thank you, girl. I guess I was the only one, too. <laughs> Maybe you made a good decision when you decided to go to school or you got blessed with that job. Maybe that was a good decision. But the best decision you can make is to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Look at somebody say, that's the best decision. God did not call us minister to sit on the sidelines. As a body of Christ, God wants us to be involved in helping people grow into the creation he wants us to be. I want to grow inside and out. And the only way to grow is to take a self-examination. Amen. You hear pastor talk about that a lot. I don't have time to be staring you down from head to toe. All I have to do is look in the mirror. And the mirror shows me all kind of areas I need to work on. Say amen. God does not want us to remain the same. God does not want you staying where you were two years ago. And it's amazing to me, and some of you are going to get this and some of you may not. It's amazing when people are coming back to churches now. I'm going to tell you this. And the church is already living here. And because you've been gone two years, you're still living down here. The world doesn't stop. The world just keeps going along. The body of Christ doesn't stop. The body of Christ should keep going on. But check it out. We don't stay here. We go from glory to glory to glory. In two years, has anyone gotten closer to God? No, clap your hands. No music. Clap your hands. You've gotten closer to God. The last two years, I'm serious, has God spoken to anybody in this house? Clap your hands if God spoke to you. 
the last two years has God made a way for anyone in this house. There ought to be some evidence that God has been doing some things. In the last two years, I'm serious, has God done some things for you that you can't explain? Clap your hands. Somebody say out loud, God is amazing. Say it again so the world can hear you. God is amazing. No music, brother, because I want the world to this time say, my God is amazing. Amen and amen. Because we know as maturing Christians, come on, help pastor, get your hand out. See, I love saying interactive service. That means you're not going to come here and sleep on me. Amen. Our interactive service. That means because everything, do like this, everything I've been through, all my ups and downs, my trials, my tribulations, these last two years has, has almost been hell on earth for a lot of people, but everything I've been through, I ain't got no witnesses, so I'll preach to myself. Everything I've been through the last two years, it has all been necessary to get me to where God wants me to be. I'm not going back. I've come too far to turn around. Has God made a way out of no way for you today? Hey! Hey! Somebody holler, I trust God. Come on, say it again, I trust God. We see the mess that our world is in. It would not be right of me to stand up here and bury my head in the sand like nothing's going on. Russia, China, India, Iran. We don't know what's going to happen. Japan. Korea, North Korea, we don't know what's going to happen in the upcoming days, but it doesn't matter what's going to happen. Father, I trust you. Oh, don't get mad at Pastor. I can't walk in the White House anytime I want to. Let me go on record. I know if I need to go to Washington, D.C., this church would bless me to go. Say I get to Washington, D.C. I can't say I'm Pastor White. I'm here to see the president. The Secret Service ain't going to let me nowhere. They'll stop me at the gate. But you can stop me at the gate, but I know somebody. He has the ultimate security clearance. I know somebody. I don't care how many soldiers you got outside the White House, how many fences you got up, how many cameras you got around. I know somebody that can walk right in the Oval Office and say, Joe, sit down. Listen to what I have to say to you. I'm the one keeping your heart pumping. I'm the one keeping America intact. I know someone. The world is in turmoil, but the church still stands. The world is going its way to hell, but the church. Let the redeemed 
I said, let the redeemed of the Lord. Look at somebody and say, whose side are you on? I'm on America's side. I'm on Russia's side. I'm on China's side. I'm on Switzerland's side. I'm on the Lord's side. It, it doesn't cost us a thing to pray for all of these countries. Prayer doesn't cost a thing. The thing I love about Jesus, you don't have to turn there and look at it in your leisure. The 17th chapter of the Gospel of St. John. Jesus prays for us. The 14th chapter of the Gospel of St. John. Jesus looked in advance for those who were to come. Jesus gave us an example all throughout the Bible up to chapter 12 that we are to care for each other. Same man, church. The Bible says when we do this, we help people come out of darkness into light. Here in our text in chapter 12, it was six days before the Passover feast and Jesus was visiting with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. In verse 8, Jesus makes the comment, look at it in your Bible, you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Certainly this makes us wonder if anyone in the room when Jesus was speaking, did they really understand that he was letting them know that he would be dying very soon? It had been quite a night of celebration. Lazarus, who was dead, is now alive. John, who wrote this book, exposes Judas as a thief. Mary, last week, gives Jesus her absolute best by using a bottle of oil that was one year's salary. And I told you last week, that may seem over the top that she used a whole year's salary. That's so extravagant. Why would she do that? Because she had a purpose. Mary wanted to bring comfort to the Savior of the world. And we found out last week that Judas only thought about helping himself. And I want to ask you a question today before we go deeper into this lesson. If you had your whole year's salary in front of you right now, what would you do? What would you purchase? She chose to purchase a bottle of oil for our Savior. Some people said, well, Pastor, if I had a whole year's salary, I'd buy a new house. I'd pay off debt. I'd get a new car. I'd travel. I'd do something for my family or friends. But when I asked this question, it showed me very easily, Minister, the people that have grown the last two years. Because some people I ask, what would you do if you had your whole year's salary at once right in front of you? Pastor, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to give to God. Some people named off all this stuff and then said, if I have anything left, then I'll bless the church. You got it wrong. Say amen, somebody. When God blesses you financially, the first place you ought to bless is the church. Because when you realize everything I have 
literally belongs to God anyway. Say amen. I've been telling you the past few weeks that your character is more important than your talent. Judas had talent, but he had no character. Judas was in charge. We found this out last week. He was in charge of keeping the books and keeping the money. But don't forget, Matthew was also a tax collector. Matthew was very familiar with dealing with money, yet Jesus chose Judas to keep the purse. I'm going somewhere. Listen, everything in life may not be easy. And I explained to you last week, if you got a Judas in your life, you don't have to fight Judas. His destiny is already secured for him. <laughs> Chapter 12, let's get into the word. Chapter 12, look at verse 9. But I'm going to back up just a little bit because Judas's character was corrupted because he made a choice to listen to his father, the devil. Say amen, somebody. I told you a few weeks ago, Jesus said the issue with the Pharisees and Sadducees, that the issue with them was they were listening to their father, the devil. Chapter 12, wow, find verse 9. Pastor's reading from the Amplified Bible. Now a great crowd of Jews heard that Jesus was at Bethany. And they came there not only because of Jesus, but that they also might see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. Remember, Lazarus was dead how many days? Four days, Lazarus was dead. And the Bible says that people were saying he's stinking in the grave. But somebody say, there's nothing too hard. No, say it like you believe it. There is nothing too hard for my God. Word of mouth that traveled all over the region. And people were coming from everywhere because they wanted to see who is this man that was dead four days. And they wanted to see who is this man that had power to raise the dead. In other words, the people wanted to know, hey, look at somebody say, hey. No, holler and say, hey, you know how you do on the street. Hey. Ask them, say, what's up? People came from everywhere because they wanted to know, what's up with this? What's going on with all these rumors we're hearing about, about people being raised from the dead? What's up with all this talk about God is doing something? And the thing is, Jesus often visited Bethany. It wasn't like he just came there once and never came again. Jesus was always visible. The Bible says he didn't run. He didn't try to hide. He stood and he taught outside the temple for all to see. If you really want to receive a miracle that your family has never seen before, learn how to make God priority. People were curious about what is going on. How is this possible that 
a man has the power, that a man has the authority to raise someone from the dead. We've heard before about Christ was coming. We've heard about the Messiah. Is he really the one? I encourage you to find out for yourself. Because I know people are still saying in 2022, oh, all they've got stuff. Is it real? Yes, it's real. I encourage you, find out for yourself how real God is. Anybody here know God will speak to you. God will comfort you. The Bible says if we acknowledge him, he'll even do what for you? He'll even direct your path. He can direct your path because he knows where the blessings are. He knows where the favor is. Somebody say amen in the house. Is all of this real? And you have to grow to the point where you're not ashamed or embarrassed to say, I'm going to trust God. It's amazing to me. Here we are in March Madness. Anybody like basketball? KU's playing today. Oh, some of y'all don't know they're playing. Okay. Tyreek Hill got traded. Oh, now you know about Tyreek. And, and, and some people know all kind of stats on football, basketball, New York letting people play. I better leave that alone. All kind of stats, but don't know one Bible verse. Get your finger out. No, come on. Point at somebody and say, I hope pastor's not talking about you. It's not right to know how much Tyreek Hill's going to get paid. Tyreek Hill ain't going to come to your house. But Jesus will. It's important that you get hold it up. Get to know the word. Get to know what Jesus says in his word. That's what truth is. That's what life is. That's what success is. Say amen, church. People talk about all week long. I'm Tyreek's gone. And people putting out on the news, my life is over. Tyreek don't even know your name. And if you ask him for $10 million, I'm pretty sure he'd probably say, but I know somebody, if you're in trouble, I dare you to call on his name. He might not come. Hey, but he's always what? I said he's what? Somebody give God a hand of praise because he's always. No, stop, stop. God's not on time sometime. When? All the time. Well, Lord, if you, just like the sister said, if you had been here, Lazarus wouldn't be dead. Our time is not God's time. Sometimes God is just moving junk out of your way, moving people out of your way, moving nasty stuff out of your way. And I've grown to the point, sister, where I tell the Lord, move it, Lord. I showed some of y'all last week. Move it all. Move it all. Anything that's not pleasing in your sight, take it away from me. I want to be pleasing. I want to be acceptable unto you. A pastor, you don't know. I'm mad at God. What a waste of time. 
not going to change nothing. Repent. I said repent. The first thing Jesus said when he came on the scene, I told you, he didn't walk around and say, hallelujah, hallelujah. He didn't do that. When Jesus opened up public ministry at the age of 30, the first thing he said wasn't love your neighbor. He said, repent because your attitude is not right. If you got a funky attitude, re. Oh, y'all sure are quiet today. Repent and do better. I told you, if you got a stingy attitude, repent. Say amen. You got a negative attitude. Don't say it loud. You have a hateful attitude. Because when you repent, then blessings start coming. Things start happening. People start changing. I wonder why they treat me so nice. Because there's something different about. God loves us so much. He wants us to know the truth. And this to everyone, I do not apologize it's good to watch sports. It's good to, to watch, have your favorite show. You know all these stats. You know all the movies. Part one, two, three, four, five. You know all of that, but you don't know a Bible verse. Repent. Look at verse 10. So the chief priest made plans to put Lazarus to death also. The religious community was relentless for three and a half years. They had tried to trap Jesus, cancel him, discredit him. They tried to arrest him. They tried to question him. They tried to stone him. Now they come right out and say they want to kill him. Look at your, look at your Bible. It says the chief priest. It says they, look at your Bible, they planned Look at it. They made preparation. They had a meeting together how to stop Jesus. Be careful who you hang around. When they always talking about the bad stuff. Say amen. Always magnifying their problems. Always magnifying the negativity. Listen, be careful. And I've learned and I've grown to the point where I don't concern myself when people say silly things. Say amen, church. I told you earlier, some people say silly things that they don't know any better. Y'all missed that too. God literally, and I, I have to say this, people say, Pastor, but why? Why does God allow all this stuff to take place? Listen, I told you, necessary. But remember this, God doesn't allow anything to come upon us, nothing, absolutely nothing that we cannot bear. Well, Lord, I've been through this, and I've been through that, and I've been through this, and I've been through that. And somebody told me the other day, Pastor, you don't know what all I've been through. I said, girl, do you hear yourself? You said you've been, you didn't say you were stuck. When the Bible says, I walked through the valley of shadow of death, it didn't say stay there. It said, walk what? And the issue is, some people are stuck. You need to learn how to walk through what you're going through. I told you last week, praise your way through. Jump your way through. Wave your way through. Just make sure you're going. 
Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, I'm going through. Come on, tell somebody else, I'm going. God knew that Jesus would be suffering. God knew that the cross was in front of him. God knew the pain, the loneliness, the heartache. God even knew the heartbreak that would take place. Yet, Jesus was still obedient to his father. Young people, I want you to know this. Everything in life will not be easy. There will always be hills and valleys. But take comfort in knowing that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And in studying this lesson, I, I had to question what is really going on. What kind of religious leaders were looking to kill someone in the first place? Do you see how far off they had gotten from God that they were plotting to kill someone? Well, we don't do that today. No, you may not have a gun. You may not have a knife. You might not have a sword like the three musketeers. But we kill people. We assassinate their character many times by what? Look at somebody say, we have to do better. The Bible says that they had planned on killing Lazarus. Wow. And not only would they want to kill Lazarus, but we know they've been plotting to kill Jesus a long time. People literally got together and they were gossiping and they were saying, we have to stop this movement. And don't you know, for 2,000 years, the world, uh, our major news medias, they want to kill and assassinate Jesus. They want to kill Christians. They want to assassinate what we believe. Saying you don't need God. All you need is your cell phone. You do your banking on the phone. You check what's going on in the world from your phone. You call people sometimes from your, come on, help me out. You, you text people sometimes from your, and some people can't leave the house. I know I'm hitting it because y'all so are quiet. Thank you, Lord. The phone is not your God. How many of you know what an EMP is? Look it up when you get home. E, the letter E is in Edward. E, M, as in Martha. P, as in Paul. If an EMP hit today, your cell phone is no good. Your car probably won't move unless it's old like mine. Because my car don't have no computer chips. It's a 1995. If an EMP hits, that means all electronics go out all over the world. People would be freaking out like you cannot imagine. But listen to me. If an EMP hits, if the lights cut off, I still have Jesus. I still have God. 
And if disaster takes place, when challenges take place, I'm not going to fall by the wayside because God, evidently, it must be. Jesus said, everyone, thank you, Father. Jesus said, everyone that hollers, Lord, Lord, is not in my fold. And that's what Pastor White found out the last two years, Minister McGee. Everyone that hollered, Lord, Lord, they're not in the fold of God. Stop pretending, Judas. Stop pretending, Judas. Stop pretending, Judas. I said a whole lot. Look at verse 11. I love the word. Look at verse 11. It says, because on account of him, Many of the Jews, um, they were going away. They were withdrawing. They were leaving the judician way. And they started, look at your Bible, they started believing in and trusting in and adhering to what Jesus said. So despite how much they tried to cancel Jesus, people still believed in him. The evidence was so great I, I don't have a choice but to believe in him. And people today, let your light shine so much. Let the evidence be so great that there's no question about it that Jesus lives in you. Jesus is not just a figure that lived 2,000 years ago. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is God. And when God opens your eyes to the truth, don't be ashamed to stand in the truth. The truth is, it's important today to start representing God. I don't represent myself. The Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. Say amen. Look at verse 11. Look at it closely. It says, circle it in your Bible. It says, many of the Jews were turning away from what they had been taught because they were not taught correctly. It is not right to plot to kill anyone. That is not right. And it says, look at your Bible, that many believed in Jesus. It's time for the body of Christ. Have a light bulb moment. Stop playing with God and really be sincere about it through your lifestyle that you really believe in Jesus. Look at somebody and say, I really believe in Jesus. Look at three people. Come on, turn your neck. Say, I really believe in Jesus. Just to be, this is what I loved about 2,000 years ago. People were tired of religion. There's all kinds of ways that you can have religion. Religion is not going to give you, get you saved. You need to have a relationship with God. That's what Jesus had. That's why Jesus could stand when they tried to kill him, when they picked up stones, when they tried to murder him, when they tried to arrest him. That's how he made it. And he is our example to follow. Say amen. I love it. I love it. I really believe in you, Lord. And people are hurting. And some people you meet every day because some of them are still wearing a mask. I wear my mask everywhere. People are hurting. 
and just because they're wearing a mask, oh, everything's fine. You can tell when somebody's hurting. And that's what God wants all of us to do. He wants us this month to learn to take this spirit, April, May, June, July, to be patient, be kind to people, be loving to people, and most of all, be forgiving with people. Let your light shine. Form new spiritual habits. Listen to God more. The more you live here with God, the more you can hear him. You can hear God clearly when you're down here all the time. And the devil has tricked the body of Christ. I told you, stay off the roller coaster. Say amen, somebody. I want to hear from God. And in order to hear from God, I must be in harmony with God. They were tired of religion. They wanted a relationship. And that's what God is seeking today. God is seeking those who are seeking him. It says that God is spirit. Jesus didn't say God was a spirit. Jesus said God is spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now process this. All of these people, were standing around the house of Mary and Martha. And they were wanting to see Jesus and wanting to see Lazarus. But they didn't really know what was going on. The truth of the matter is, God literally sent Lazarus back to earth because his work was not done. How many of you know somebody that had COVID and lived? I'm talking about myself. I had COVID and lived. The reason they're alive is because their work, I'm speaking to you, and why are you going to sit there? Because your work is not done. I told you, it, it really bothered me. Father, I had loved ones die over COVID. They died, yet I'm still here. God said, your work is not done. What God has allowed us to go through these last two years, it's been challenging. I know it's been lonely, but through it all, I told you, I've learned how to trust in Jesus. I've learned even more, brother, how to depend upon God. And most of all, I've learned that everything that has come up has all been necessary. And I've learned to trust God like never before. Stand to your feet all over the building. I ask you this question this week. When you go about your busy lives, slow down. Look back over your life. Lift your hands to heaven. Look back over your own life. Not your children. Close your eyes. Not your loved ones. Close your eyes. Look back over your own. Pastor, I'm afraid to look. No, look at it. Look at the mess God got you out of. No, say amen, church. Look at the trials and the tribulations that he allowed you to escape out of. Decade after decade, look at the last two years how the enemy's been trying to discourage you, yet God keeps promoting you. 
Look at God's hand. Come on, lift those hands to God. As you lift your hands, you're saying, Lord, I thank you for keeping me. Thank you for shining your light upon my life year after year. Even when I felt like I didn't deserve it, you still shined your light. Come on, somebody tell him thank you. You shined your light on me. I'm not ashamed to say I love God. I'm not ashamed to say he's my everything. Start confessing every day. Lord, I'm going to let my light shine for you. Lift those hands high. Thank you for keeping me, Lord, when there was harm and danger all around. You protected me. You watched over me. Even in my foolishness, you kept me, Father. And I see my future being bright. I see, Father, the blessing you have in store for me. And I trust you with my whole heart. God bless you. God keep you. Come on, clap your hands. I know you receive the word. Listen to me, church. Wait a minute, brothers. I'm very serious. If you strayed away from God, God wants to restore you today. You can be in church every Sunday and not be in the proper relationship with God. So today I ask that everyone repeat after pastor, Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Restore the joy of my salvation. I receive you as Lord and Savior. Amen. Somebody celebrate in the house. Love you. God bless you. See you next week. Peace.